Fox Cat. Hello and welcome to Box Cutters, episode 119. It's television. We love it. My name is Josh Canal. To my left, Mr. Ross McQueen. I am so excited. So excited. To my right, Brett Cropley. Good evening, viewers. We love some of it. I've got to tell you, it is very exciting. As we speak, it is less than 24 hours until the big event. If you're listening to this podcast probably even less than it is for us now until the big event. Are, are you guys excited? Uh, it's the uh, end of the writer's strike. Uh, people, Monster House. <gasps> Monster House. <laughs> I mean, people said, you know, it's, it's, it's a bit of a dated concept, you know, hidden camera television. I mean, it's only been around for 50 years. And uh, people said you couldn't get any more lowest common denominator than star dancers and uh, star singers. And people also say that, uh, you know, sketch comedy doesn't wash at that time slot if you look at Magda's funny bits. But no one ploughed ahead anyway. What? You know who the winners are? We're the winners. <laughs> no, well, as long as they make it funny, rather, as opposed to Magda's funny bits. Oh, Because that wasn't funny. How can it not be funny? It's a converted warehouse with two-way mirrors. Nobody That's... suspect a thing. <laughs> you, you know why I like that concept? Because it reminds me of the bikini shop. Ah, yeah. the, the film The Bikini Shop, where yeah. they had the uh, the two-way mirrors for the, the changing room so they could watch girls get changed into their bikini. If only this would be as entertaining as The <laughs> Bikini Shop. <laughs> We're set. We're set. Actually, I am excited and uh, and properly excited this time. We've got a very uh, exciting special guest tonight. We do. David Knox from the website. David Knox? Who's that? He's from the... I'm just saying. I was I was in the middle of saying. Yeah, but I haven't heard of David Knox. He's, uh, Who is he? Mr. TV Tonight. Oh, Mr. TV Tonight's coming in. Fantastic. He runs the, or, uh, the blog tvtonight.com.au. If that's too much for you, Mr. TV. Yes. Or, if that's too much for you, Mr. T. <laughs> or, David Knox. <laughs> uh, yes, he does run tvtonight.com.au and we've got him in talking about uh, blogging uh, television and television he likes and mm. why he likes television and uh, maybe he'll say the word television. Excellent. Mm. Let's, let's hope so. We're also uh, going to uh, give a, a review of Underbelly, which is, as we speak, still scheduled to start on Wednesday night on Channel 9. Are we no, 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 we're legally gonna, we're allowed to do that? We're going to cover this in news and we're going to cover it in a review. Oh, I thought you were going to no, jump I'm just in asking, news. Are we legally allowed to do that? We're allowed to review it. We're allowed to review Isn't it. Isn't it under some sort of jurisprudence that, that you'll be out there tainting potential jurors? Not, not by reviewing it, I wouldn't have thought. N- no. Josh no, and I, no, I just just make sure that you don't go there. I Josh, will, uh, Josh I, and I can't be members of the jury now. No, and if we are, we got to go. This is nothing like the TV nothing show. Nothing like the TV show. <laughs> Gangitano never wore that jacket. <laughs> <laughs> so we will be talking about uh, underbelly and uh, and the legal system. Be damned. Uh, we've also got a couple of crap TVs for you. We're going to finish it off with pork. But as always, let's kick things off with the box cutters news.
It's a lot of news happening as we speak, uh, which means that by the time you listen to this podcast, it might all be over. But uh, one of the, the most important things from the last few days is that the writers' strike in the US is potentially over. The Writers yes. Guild of America. As we announced last week. Yeah, before it happened. Yes. Yeah, Sally, because- leaving home and away. <laughs> <laughs> Ross. That was, it was correct last week. It was as correct last week as it is this week. You're no, just, you're just, you're just bitter because I won the pool. It's more. <laughs> Don't even start me on no, the pool. No, you're bitter because I won the pool because I got closest to the time. I have the transcript from that episode here. Brett, when do you think it will finish? I think it will never finish. They'll never go back to work. I didn't Josh, say never. I... When do you think it will finish? <laughs> 2013. <laughs> Ross, when do you think it will finish? Well, good question. I think it'll be about a third of the way through February. <laughs> really? Transcript. Transcript. <laughs> Transcript, you say? Transcript. Wow, I can't believe I was so wrong. Thanks uh, to uh, thanks to Febo too for sending through the transcript. <laughs> the, uh, the 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 thing that makes it more correct this week <laughs> than last week is that the Writers Guild of America have uh, have agreed uh, it, in terms to 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 the terms of of a new agreement. Yes, and uh, and are now taking it to their members to vote on. The members mm-hmm. have forty eight hours to vote. At the end of that forty, which was from about. Uh, midday Sunday US time. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know which coast, but you know, round about then. Uh, the members now have forty-eight hours to vote, and uh, the Writers Guild are recommending that they vote for this new agreement. Yes. So, yes. Uh, we'll, and we'll we'll know in a day and a half. And uh, showrunners, the people who who basically run the shows, are going back to work on Monday, Monday which uh, which is a like very today. Yes, yeah. which is a very strong, uh, which is a very strong sign, very strong yes. signal. Which uh, and and I hear people saying, "But Josh, what does this mean for us?" Well, for everyone who isn't James Talia, it means that there could be another six episodes at least of Lost after these uh, <laughs> eight that we see. That's what it means. Why doesn't it mean that to James? He, he doesn't like. Didn't you hear last week's show? He no, I he doesn't miss it. He, he doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't like it. Oh, he uh, likes he likes two and a half men. Yes, see, he doesn't, doesn't like lost. Right, see, it's that that strawberry scented crack that he's on. <laughs> Here's the other thing that I don't understand: why six episodes of lost? This this I don't know. Mm, why this, not why not eight? I don't know. But the 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 rumor that has come through is that they have six. Maybe they've got six scripts that are ready to shoot, right? But couldn't shoot because. They uh, because they couldn't have a writer on set working with them, right? But just just okay. But just judging from the way Lost tends to go, if if you finish it two episodes before the actual finale, that's that's going to be like really sad. It's going to be a really strong start to the next season. <laughs> yes, it, yeah, it really is. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I'm hoping that they will they will push through and uh, and they will end up. Making the entire season, making yeah, that's that's what I'm hoping for. Maybe, maybe it's it, just production time. It's just the logistics of actually you know, creating that many episodes. Mm. Yeah, before well, when we get back yeah, when's to it going to screen? Uh, I don't, uh, sorry, in the first half of the year, or yeah, no, I've, I my my understanding from what I read was that mm. they would have these ready to go once the next six have aired. So right, yeah, okay. So they've got they've got six weeks to yep. to get. 
a, an eighth, sorry, a ninth episode ready. Yep. Okay. Okay. And uh, if you're interested in the list of, or you know, you're interested in any particular show or your favourite show, uh, any number of websites have lists up saying this show's coming back this date, this show's coming back that date, yes. uh, including to uh, our friends at TV Tonight. Uh, I believe they have the list as well. But it's constantly changing. I mean, uh, this is all speculation at this point. Yeah, because the, the, the networks still have to work out what they can and can't do. And uh, mm. my understanding is as well is that they have, uh, they've rushed a, a few reality shows forward. And if those shows do well, then maybe they'll bump a, a, a show that wasn't acting, wasn't, uh, what's the word? Performing. 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 Thank you. As, uh, as well. But uh, in sad news, it looks as though Friday Night Lights might have screened its last episode. It's had 15 episodes of the current series. Yes. And it, its DVD release date, I believe, has already been set. And when, t- when the details of that DVD were released, they said it will only have the 15 episodes, which would tend to suggest they're not going to make any more. Uh, and it doesn't look like they're going to bring any next season, which is very sad. And, uh, and, and Ben Silverman, head of the network, uh, was uh, reported as saying that, uh, yeah... The quote is something like, and I don't have it in front of me, but the quote is something like, I love the show, you love the show, but the problem is nobody no watches watching it. it. Yeah. Uh, also, in uh, less sad news, no more Bionic Woman. Oh, no. Oh, really? Mm. Brett really liked that show. <laughs> it, it was just like the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oh, well, you can keep watching that. It's the same thing. Okay. <laughs> but we'll never find out what... Mm. We'll never find out. We'll the, never find out what. So many she, unanswered the, questions. That she was a bionic woman. No, no. They, they the, explain that in the, the first, first episode. The first bionic woman and, and their relationship. and uh, The relationship's you know, simple. The, the first the one wants to kill the and, second one. Mm. Yeah, but not really. She she really wants to kill the, the organization that created both of them. The I, monsters. I, I was waiting for the Lee Majors cameo. Yeah. As, as the fall guy. <laughs> yeah, that would have been good. That would be excellent. Yeah. Brett? In further news, Ray Martin has uh, quit the Channel 9 network. Uh, Ray Martin was... Uh, the final nail in the coffin was the earliest scheduling of the Sunday program from uh, its start of 9 o'clock on Sundays, which it's been in for the last how many years? Um, to 7.30. Didn't feel much like getting up uh, that early on a Sunday morning. Now, you tried this news on the blog and it didn't fly. And now you're trying on the program <laughs> itself, and it's still not flying. No one cares. He uh, he wasn't even notified by the network that uh, it was being shifted earlier. Didn't find out about it until the Australian rang him up to uh, find out what was going on and uh, get some response to it. In the Ray fallout, Martin, Ray Martin is the channel nine is the is the John Farnham and Kiss of Channel Nine. He's. We're not touring again, never touring again. <laughs> this is the last tour, absolutely last tour. How many times in the last six months has Ray Martin quit Channel 9? He's been quitting, well, no, was, he's been quitting for as long as Sally's been just quitting. Coming up and towards, this has been legitimate. Towards the end of last year. And then David Ginger was signed on to be CEO. Um, and so he, he changed his mind about leaving. Obviously optimistic that things would be uh, changing and uh, he'd get his own chat show. But uh, no, that's happened. The rumour is as well that David Gingell gave him an ultimatum saying... Uh, Do Sunday at 7.30 or go. Yeah. Yeah. 
And he said, you know, but, he but, doesn't have to get up that early to do it. That was what he did as a cadet journalist. He's not doing it now that he's a, uh, a national but darling. The, but the official story is they parted amicably. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's the official story. Which I choose to believe. Really? I like the rumour a lot better. <laughs> in the fallout from that, uh, apparently he's uh, interested in speaking with Peter Meakin, or vice versa. Peter Meakin, seventh head of news and current affairs, is interested in speaking with Ray Martin. Um, so perhaps we'll see Martin going over to the Seven Network with uh, all the rest of those X9 Network personalities. Yeah, well, seven is the new nine, just like 40 is the new 30. That's what I hear. Yep, there's still the one. That, 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 is, <laughs> that is what I hear. Uh, also in uh, news happening as we speak, Underbelly uh, mm. is scheduled to start Wednesday at 8.30 on Channel 9. This, this again is news our listeners probably are, are a step ahead of us for because in about 12 hours in our time... Uh, the the court case will uh, the, they'll they'll all head back into court having having tried to watch fourteen thirteen episodes fourteen hours supposedly of television within a twenty hour period or yes. something something the, like that. The, so uh, the the lawyers for uh, uh, for the uh, office of public prosecu- prosecutions in Victoria and uh and uh the lawyers for uh the accused the unnamed accused mm-hmm. uh both had to go out go away and watch all 13 episodes of underbelly and work out whether or not it would be prejudicial to to the case mm. and uh and based on what they submit tomorrow morning i think it's about 10 o'clock tuesday morning uh We'll know whether or not uh, whether or not Underbelly can be shown in Australia until uh, after the court case. Okay, so so they're going to show it in Victoria, or uh, sorry, they're going to show it in the rest of Australia if they don't show it in Victoria. No, see, th- that's what they did with Blue Murder mm-hmm. many years ago. They uh, they mm-hmm. uh, they showed it everywhere except for New South Wales, mm-hmm. and that worked because uh, th- there was you know barely any internet to speak of, and uh, and. Downloading TV shows was not as rife as, as it is now, but it's so easy for somebody to upload a, a TV show and, and turn it into a, a torrent that people can just download that uh, it won't work for, for Victoria. So, so, won't but, work to so, they've, that way. so they've officially said that? They've officially said it's, it, it will either screen everywhere or nowhere? I think, uh, and, and again, this is just from memory of, of things I've read in the, the past few days, I think one of the lawyers said... Uh, yeah, it has to be an all or nothing thing, okay. and uh, and perhaps the judge has uh, has agreed. I I can't see that they're going to just isolate it. Mm. That that would be an absolute disaster for Channel Nine. Oh, completely! They've put so much into Underbelly as as far as uh, not only financial resources but uh, but marketing and uh, and just getting the word out there. Yep. Uh, and uh, and and it really was their hope that they were clinging to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and also, I think, uh, the hope for, for the Australian d- drama industry as well. Definitely. Mm. As far as actors getting work and actors getting seen and, and getting noticed, writers getting work and, uh, and just being a boost of encouragement to the Australian drama industry. Yeah. Uh, 
it, it would be a, a real shame if uh, if we didn't see it. And and we will we will see it. At we some will point. see it at some point. But it might be three months, six months, twelve months down the track. Five years, depending on the appeal process. Well, yeah. So that's the uh, that's the other thing. These things can go on for years and years and years. So let's do the uh, predicting thing again because <laughs> you both love that so much. Uh, will it will it go to air on Wednesday? Twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. It will that's, go to air. That's what I'm saying now. Uh, will it go that's to my air? Answer to everything. Will it go to air on Wednesday? I don't. I don't think it will go. go you don't to think air it'll on go Wednesday. to air? No. Brett, mm, I'll reserve my decision. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> I've never understood what that means coming out of court cases, where the judge reserves yeah. their decision. What yeah. does it mean? I, I, I think it'll screen. You think it'll screen? I'm going you, to go you with, think, yep. You so think we've got that, one no, one yes, and one pansy. I don't know. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I, I really don't know. Here's, here's what I think is going to happen. It won't screen. Channel 9 will re-edit the, the episode, and it'll screen at... Uh, a closer but later date. Okay. If it doesn't, Channel Nine is screwed. What, what, they've got nothing else. That, that, Monster House. Like, we like just have Monster House. <laughs> they've fully they've they've rested the entire year of ratings on this one series. It, it will leave if a very large thirteen week hole if they can't if they can't do it. Uh, they, could, they could repeat uh, American Rosso Unplanned. <laughs> uh, also, I think uh, it would have been a disaster for them to have to hand over all the tapes. Uh, because, yeah, sure, the first two episodes were done. Episodes 3 through 13 weren't even close to no. being done. There would have... I mean, that, even that, that, there would have been a lot of editing done over the weekend just to try and get them to a stage where they could hand them over to the uh, to the judges and the lawyers. So, yeah. All very very frustrating for them. Very but, frustrating. I mean, this has all come out of the, the John Silvestri and... Uh, What's it? Book was none of the book subject to to the same stuff. Uh, yeah, they uh, they mentioned that the book is also prejudicial, but uh, and the book's been re re released, hasn't it? Just recently, yes. Is that, is that right? hmm. it's, it's been re released to to coincide, and and there's a new book uh, co- that came out last week, I think, okay. as well. Okay. Well, I'm looking forward to talking about uh, Underbelly a bit later, but we should warn you, Mister Black might feature heavily. Yes. Okay. In sporting news, uh, Channel 10 has signed an exclusive five-year deal with the Indian Premier League uh, to broadcast 59 matches, cricket matches, over uh, 44 days between April 18 and the 1st of June this year. Very strange, Channel 10 broadcasting cricket. I'm sure they've never had cricket, have they? Uh, well, they, they did the, the uh, beach cricket this year. They did do the beach cricket? And, I'm just uh, trying to remember. I have a feeling they've had cr- they've had cricket at some stage, but I can't I can't put my finger on when. Uh, a long time ago, definitely. Yeah, uh, it it, ring, it rings a bell for me. Mm. Uh, but this is going to be an exciting league. This is this is what this is this is the equivalent of the English pre- Premier League with soccer yes. with cricket. I mean, it's going to be it's going to be exciting cricket. It, it's not going to be a long uh, national lines. You know the the, the clubs that the super clubs that each player will be playing for, you know, are made up of all different international cricket teams. It'll be quite exciting in that way. So how are they deciding who gets whom? Are they getting the captains up against the fence and picking? Oh, no, picking? They, they're, yeah. they're, they're buying players. Okay. It, it's, mm. it's, a, it's a huge... And so it's all, it's it's like all non-current playing players. Like uh, No, 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 no. 
Is it? No. Lots of, uh, some, got, some players. The, the, they've got some players, They've got Glenn McGrath. Ricky yeah. Some Ponting. players have come out of retirement for yeah. it. What, what was the third name? Ricky Ponting, current Australian captain. Yep. He's retiring, isn't he? No. No. <laughs> Who's no. Adam Gilchrist. Adam Gilchrist. Okay. Well, he's down here as well. <laughs> uh, the uh, what are they playing? I don't know what they're playing. Are they playing twenty twenty? Are they playing one dayers? No, uh, it's just the toss of the coin. <laughs> it's all over. It, yeah. They find found audiences don't have the attention span for anything more. Uh, it's either one day or twenty twenty. I right. can't remember. But uh, twenty twenty in a league like that would be fantastic. Mm. Mm. But then, why would you get a spin bowler? Anyway, but <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, that's. It, I think it's going to be really interesting. But it's so, it's so, so intense. It's fifty nine matches over forty four days, mm. uh, which they're saying start times will vary with numerous matches starting at nine thirty p.m. I assume that means that the bulk of them are actually going to be outside of peak uh, times. So yes, after it, midnight. It also means that Ross and I are not going to be getting a lot of sleep. <laughs> Possibly. Mm. It's, uh, it's it's very exciting. Yeah, Ross, you had some uh, some Night Rider news. I did. We were talking a few weeks ago about how uh, Job from Arrested Development, Will Arnett, uh, was supposed to be voicing Kit. Uh, unfortunately, that's no longer happening. Apparently, Will Arnett has been the voice of GMC Trucks for quite some time and is still so uh, is still contractually obligated to them. He had actually recorded all of his Night Rider work. Oh no. And they were very happy with it. And it's about 2 weeks from going to air when uh, when GMC found out or General Motors found out and uh, realized that the whole show is basically one long ad for Ford. See, and I had heard it was the other way around that Ford f- Ford said, no, we don't want Will Arnett doing it because he's the voice okay. of, our, of our competitors. Either- so when you say the voice of, do you mean on their ads or yeah, actually the, talking cars? He's the vo- voiceover. No, I think it's on their ads. I don't think yes. it's... Yeah. Uh, and that's that, that's a terrible shame for Knight Rider because it, he's such a great voice actor and he's been replaced by... <laughs> Val Kilmer. Val Kilmer. Which creating a rod for their own backs. <laughs> uh, it is interesting though, because we were speculating about uh, the direction maybe Knight Rider was taking with Will Arnett being the voice of Knight Rider, and whether it would be a, you know a, a funny incarnation of the show. And one of you two suggested, I'm guessing Brett, uh, <laughs> that uh, that it wouldn't necessarily be funny. He does have a very commanding voice, anyway. Uh, Possibly Josh uh, <laughs> suggested that, uh, and so I, I assume that uh, that it's not a comedic role, given that they've now gone for Val Kilmer. Which uh, so my, it's going to sound quote. like a stoner. Well, yeah, I mean, he, he's not known for his uh, his comedic work. If you don't count uh, top secret, top secret. Mm. I, I uh, my favorite quote about Val Kilmer. Uh, is uh, I think it was Oliver Stone after the Doors movie said uh, I wouldn't cast Val Kilmer in the Val Kilmer story. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's a that's a shame. But uh, then again, at least we don't have to look at him. The South Australian state government has um, f- taken some action against uh, junk food advertising for children as a response to uh, the obesity ec- ec- epidemic. Not academic. Epidemic. I, I was uh, I was taught by the obesity epidemic. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think we both were. Um, 
which, uh, <laughs> I was talking about Professor Eng, who deals with obesity-based diabetes out at Monash University. Okay. Well, really, uh, Brett, yeah. was, Brett was talking about a fat teacher he had. Right. <laughs> uh, this should uh, be putting pressure on the new federal Labor government to toughen its stance on the issue. Uh, it came up a couple of times during the lifetime of the last government, and uh, Tony Abbott, as health minister, said, no, that's a terrible idea. They uh, must be able to uh, make money. Um, strangely enough, food and drink advertisers and uh, the networks are saying that it's a terrible idea and uh, it's only a knee-jerk reaction that will make absolutely no impact. And uh, lastly... Which, in, um, sorry, go on. Who would have known they'd say that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> lastly, in the news, uh, Kath and Kim, the US version, has been given a green light by NBC for 13 episodes. No pilot. Not shooting a pilot. It was part of NBC's new policy to shoot less pilots, which they think just wastes money. They're looking at the scripts and going, yes... We'll have 13 of those. And they've commissioned 13 episodes of, uh, of Kath and Kim. But they can't, can't they generally use the pilots? Uh, no, of, often not. Okay. But I think, you know, sometimes the pilots are a very important part of the process as well because you get to see how the cast works together on screen. And as we saw with the, the Seinfeld pilot, uh, cast can change. Uh, Angels in America. No, not Angels in America. Uh, Aliens in America. Aliens in America. Had quite major casting changes. Yes. Um, after uh, after the pilot was seen, Desperate Housewives they uh, they replaced the the voiceover. It was Cheryl Lee, and uh, and they replaced it with s- someone else. Mm. So you know that's that's part of the process as well. But uh, so the fact that, thirteen episodes, the fact that they've greenlit it for thirteen episodes means that they're going to make thirteen episodes. Yes, and presumably put some put some at some least on, on air on air. Yeah. Okay. That's good for them. And that is the Box Cutters News. Hey, this is James Talia, and you're listening to the spot where you can find out everything good, bad, and otherwise on your box. It's the Box Cutters. And we're joined in the Box Cutters studios by the man whose TV website has just grown phenomenally in the last year. He runs TV Tonight. He is David Knox. Hey, guys. How I did now? Did I pronounce that correctly? It's not Knox. No, no, it's not Knox. <laughs> no, it's... and and you don't like to call be called Mister TV tonight. Sometimes my friends call me Mister TV, which is really, oh, really? weird. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Do you get that? No. Do you get that at all? No. No, no, no. no. I just, I just get Josh. Who was in this show? Yeah. Okay. What was the name of the guy yeah. who did this? Yeah. Not generally amongst the friends. If I'm if I'm on stage somewhere appearing, they'll they'll say Mister TV. You've all <laughs> listened to his podcast. Yes, it's Brett Cropley. Welcome. <laughs> That, Generally, that's what happens. Is that because on, they need something to say for the, the intro? Is that on the stage in your bedroom, Brett, <laughs> when you're uh, you've got the cutout of the audience? Come on, come on, we've got a guest. Ah, hi, <laughs> David Knox. But Mr. TV is a lot to live up to, so I I try yeah. to deter them from going down that road oh, and okay. cut them off at tea. <laughs> <laughs> now you've you've been doing uh, TV reviewing for for quite a while, but the mm-hmm. TV Tonight website's only been up for for the last year. Yep. How did it come about? I guess I was doing um, TV reviewing criticism review um, commentary in a number of platforms already. I was doing some community radio. I was doing street press. I was doing uh, another online website, which is Screen Hub, which some people in the industry might be familiar with. That's a subscription. Yeah, website. yeah. Um, so I'd been doing that already for a couple of years in Melbourne and um, someone said to me that they'd missed my radio spot and 
had I thought about putting it on a website? And I really didn't even know really what a, a blog was. I'd seen them, um, but I didn't really know what their, I guess, culture was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I sort of looked into that and uh, – the main, the main question I thought was, well, as long as it's not any more work. And what a fool I was. <laughs> fool of a man. Little did you know. Yeah. So, it, so the blog's been going about a year. But, yes, I've been doing the reviewing, etc. for about four years now. And uh, it, it really seems like – because I've got my feed reader open all day and, and I see you posting constantly all day. This has become a full-time job for you. Have no life. <laughs> no life at all. Look, um, I guess at the time I started it, I was doing a, a couple of jobs here and there that allowed me a little bit of time to sort of do it while I was working. And um, that, I guess that situation has changed a little bit because, cut a long story short, I in my sort of other world, I, w- I took a show over to Edinburgh mm-hmm. um, for the Fringe Festival, which was terrific. And uh, so that sort of... Um, I guess concluded a couple of commitments I had at the time, and so since then, since about August September, yes, I've been focusing very much on on the blog and and the whole journalism thing. And and it's it's done really well for you. You uh, you, you filled in for Marie Cardi, who's a fellow box cutter, uh, over summer in yes. the Green Guide article back chat. Yep. Um, I guess the Green Guide had spotted a couple of stories that that I ran with and referenced those in in. Um, one of their pages and, you know, I had a bit of a chat to the, to the girls there and, um, yeah, it was, it was lovely. They said, um, over summer, would you be interested in filling in for um, Marika while she's away? And so I did and that was great. And, uh, and how did you come to, to start looking at television? Why television? I, I, like you guys, I'm a fan and, and I can never remember a time when I wasn't. You know, I was, you just sort of suck it up and like a sponge and people start asking you questions about this character and this sitcom and somehow you, strangely, you seem to know it. It's really <laughs> quite bent, but we seem to be unique animals in that sense at, at what we do, you know, you guys. And um, so what was the question again? I'm sorry. <laughs> it was, it, it was, it was how do you how start TV? Why, why TV? Why TV? Uh, what sort of TV do you like? Because, I mean, uh, I've noticed with the website you really you cover everything, which is great. I, I try to... The website tries to cover everything from an Australian perspective, and when mm-hmm. I do reference overseas stories, I, I generally go for stories that have some relevance to us here. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times, there are things that seem to be missed over there, or they're written from an American point of view without the Australian edition. Yep. You know, so I might try to to give a story on I don't know twenty four or, or Survivor or whatever um, some relevance to how it ties in here, where it's airing here. You know, mm-hmm. because as we know, these things are never always on at the same time here. They're never fast tracked. You know, except except for the last few months. I, that- I figure we're usually like a season behind, like uh, we are with Survivor and uh, uh, Life on Mars. So, just exactly. Ashes to Ashes has just started in uh, in the UK, and we're just getting series two of Life on Mars. That's because the boat, the boat that brings all the television, oh, right, yeah. takes so long. It's a slow boat. Yeah. yeah, and and God bless them, they went and did the fast tracking and got them into so much trouble with the writer strike. Yeah, <laughs> you know, if they if, if they hadn't had the fast tracking, we we really wouldn't be that majorly affected by the writer strike. No, there wouldn't be any problem at all. No, so. Yeah. They're damned if they do and damned if they don't. But in terms of what I like in television, I like a whole variety of genres. Mm. You know, I do have a, a preference for scripted material mm. and for Australian content. 
Um, so I champion any producer who is able to, you know, get something up. But if it's crap or if it's, um, I suppose, a, a, a dumb idea, um, I get really angry. Yep, yep. Okay. Sea Patrol versus uh, City Homicide. You just, want to, you just want the answer to that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'd go City Homicide. Okay. Um, sea Patrol, I thought, I, I got really excited about it and then I saw it. <laughs> and I thought, what a, a missed opportunity. Yep, yep. You know, because I thought this is really smart to go for a drama that is um, jumping on, I guess, the success of border security. Yep. And they could have something really contemporary and it just felt really old school. But I think that's because most of the people who were producing Sea Patrol came from the, the Blue Healers yep. school of storytelling. Yep. We actually, you know, uh, I actually got, I don't, I'm not sure if you got the text as well from our... Uh, from our UK correspondent saying that uh, it's just started started heavily advertising it on the Hallmark Channel. Oh, really? No, in I the, didn't get that uh, text. They started advertising it, and, uh, and I think maybe the same thing happened as you. Maybe they hadn't seen it <laughs> well, when they bought it. It's interesting. A lot of the Nine stuff has been advertised on Foxtel now, so we now have free-to-air advertising on subscription TV. Mm. First time I've seen that happen. Yeah, mm. I, haven't, I haven't come across any of those ads. Have you, have yeah, you seen Yeah, I've seen them? a few, yeah. Chopping Block and... All sorts of nine shows. Can, can we talk about the chopping block? Yeah, well, it's. Did did anyone else see it? Yeah. Yes, I, I I heard about it and then I saw it twice in their their repeated episodes over the week. The yeah. encores. Yeah, there was virtually not a time when you could turn Channel Nine on and it not be either <laughs> cricket or uh, my the restaurant, chopping block, the, chopping block the, the or announcement. Uh, or ads for underbelly. Yes. The, the, the announcement at the end mm. of Katrina Roundtree on a television on screen. Yes, that was really weird. Is the least dynamic bit of television I've I've seen in a long time. Why Why not just get them in a room for twenty minutes? Mm. I couldn't understand that. Mm. And I thought they really missed up, missed up at the end by not telling us what happens to the losers. It, there wasn't any moment where the loser has an opportunity to 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 sort of regroup and and we we we, we will know that they rise from the ashes. Yeah. There wasn't any of that. It was just like, no, you're the loser. Yep. They didn't say, oh, well, it's okay. We've learned from our mistakes and we'll come through. I don't know whether the restaurant that lost is going to close or open. And if it's called the chopping block, well, then shouldn't it be, you know? Yep. Well, and this business. Is, this is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. Well, I'm not that I want them to. That's but where, if that's the premise of the show. But that's where underbelly comes in. <laughs> you see, the the, uh, the the thing is something I like about uh, Ramsey's Kitchen Nightmares, the UK version, is that he goes back six months later, and we see how the restaurant has improved or or, or failed. Uh, I noticed that. Uh, they started screening the US version. He doesn't do that in the US version. And I think that would also be really good in, in the chopping block where you see, well, have they learnt their lesson despite not having the $20,000 to improve their restaurant? Have they learnt their lesson uh, and, uh, and made a better restaurant at the end mm. of it? Mm. And I also think uh, Cress and Barbara, is that the, yep. 
that's the producers. I think they have a their kind of reality stuff has a has a little bit of a nastier streak to it than a lot of other stuff. I mean, they get the they get the critic in to absolutely savage them. He was them, nasty, and then they put the cameras right in their face yes. and get an instantaneous reaction to it. Yes, uh, there was a lot of nastiness in series two of the block, particularly. I just think it's you know a little bit mean, a little bit the, uncomfortable. The difference in this show, I guess, or one of the differences is that we don't have the through line of the characters mm, yeah. that we had in the block, and that was half the charm of the block. Of you would you you know you'd either cheer or, or boo for you know villains and heroes, yeah. and and you're not going to get that in Chopping Block because well the only constants are Katrina Rantry and Matt Moran and yep. the food critic. Yep, and so it was the same that. with uh, My Restaurant Rules. You, you very much had that. The, the same characters going through the whole series, which I think is a lot stronger. It, it really helps. Mm. With that in mind, and with the uh, with Underbelly potentially not being shown uh, as as a, of this recording, uh, where do you, as as someone who who looks at Australian television so closely, where do you see Australian television going in the next year? Oh, well, if I knew that, I'd be running a network. But I mean, ah, <laughs> oh, no. no, 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 <laughs> none of us are. <laughs> I ran channel um, ten for a while, but it didn't work out. Um, clearly, so you think you can dance is having started out really well, mm-hmm. um, and I think is only going to get bigger and bigger for ten. But I think Big's loser looking like it's already in trouble. Big Brother is do or die for ten. Um, well, and did so poorly last year by comparison. Even uh, mm. you know every year, Big Brother starts slowly mm. and then and then builds and builds and builds. And last year, it just didn't build. These things always come back to casting for yep. reality. You know, if you don't put good people in there, then why would we watch them? And I was so concerned with casting for last year because of the year before with the whole turkey slap incident. They just kind of uh, just kind of went the the safest route possible. Yeah, last year. And- and that that just that just didn't work. And, and I mean, the basis of all drama is conflict. So I don't know why you, when you're casting a show, you would not put some opposites in there instead mm. of twelve of the same blonde <laughs> bimbo people. I'm generalising, of course, but that that has been the trend in Big Brother is to go with you've got to be under thirty, just because the, the audience is. Yet the the other reality shows that have been on ten, including Big, um, Biggest Loser, have always had some older characters in there. So it doesn't make sense to me that that Big Brother needs to skew younger. So I'm encouraged that Kyle has said he wants to see the casting change. I'm not sure I want to see him. <laughs> <laughs> but this is the thing about Big Brother is every year they say that. Every year they say, oh, we've I got know, a wide variety of people. And then they end up just with the, the same dumb bogans. Uh, the, uh, the, the other thing I wanted to ask you was uh, with drama, we've got City Homicide. We were going to have... Uh, we, we were going to have Underbelly. Uh, the ABC have... Well, we, 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 we will have still have Underbelly. We will have Underbelly. It might just be a few months late here for some people. In Victoria. In, in Victoria. Well, no. See, I think they uh, they already said that they're not going to, to do that because it's so oh, easy for people... That. So easy. Wait a minute. I'll just, I'll just add that to the blog. Hang <laughs> on. I'd actually heard that they Channel Nine already have an edited version of the show ready to go for Victoria specifically. No, no, because Justice Betty King said today, uh, that being Monday, that uh, it would either be all aired or none of it. 
Because it's too easy for people in Victoria to just get it on torrents. Mm. And this is the problem that never happened with Blue Murder, exactly. you know, 10 or mm. plus years ago, yes. was that it didn't air in New South Wales and that was no problem because you didn't, you didn't have downloads. No, people weren't couriering tapes into state. No, that's it, right. Desperately. Um, I, I actually want to ask you, what do you think Eddie's legacy will be as a CEO? Well, I think it will be Underbelly. Yep. Because um, I think it will be well-received once it gets because he, he really championed he it, did he? he did in fact mm. i think mm, don't quote me on this but i think maguire media was actually um, at one time an owner of of the intellectual property of underbelly okay um and the then, rights of the novel yeah and then he had to um divest himself of that when as ceo he then greenlighted the series right so he was always very very close to its you know, becoming the the drama that that we're going to see. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think that will be his his uh, crowning achievement. Because mm-hmm. in, in a short and time, worth five was... million for sitting around <laughs> well, introducing that's, that's, it to the media. That's not a CEO now. That's just five million for a retired yeah. CEO. <laughs> <laughs> and they couldn't come up with one and a half for Ray. <laughs> well, no, they just they didn't want to buy Ray a new alarm clock. Was the problem. <laughs> Uh, See, Ray should have been reading the blog. He would have known that the sh- that the show had changed time slots <laughs> yes. before the Australian got in touch with it. He wouldn't have been shocked by it. Because this is the thing. See, I will receive from, um, and I guess this gets at, into part of how I run the blog, mm-hmm. um, receiving program amendments from networks. And I get those often before the publicist has had a chance to write up the press release. Yep. So I will see in a program amendment a time change. And for my readers, that's a, that can potentially be a story mm-hmm. if a show's been pulled off and, and with nine, it's happening so often. They're not the only network, but they more than others. They, they really mistreat their summer shows, don't they? Like it's, ER and... ER's gone, Moonlight's gone, Men in Trees has gone. And, and replaced by movies. Yeah, movie that last week. That have been on a number of times. Yeah, that was a strange choice last yeah. week. And what will they if you can? Bring Lethal Weapon back. They, but, they always roll that one out. It's, it's not far away. Yeah. Channel Ten had Ghostbusters on Saturday night. Oh, that's true. Just just with the uh, just with you putting things like that on the blog, um, I just want to ask you. Uh, recently, you've made it uh, impossible to, for anonymous comments yeah. on your blog. Now, I want to ask you what what is it about TV websites and uh, and and horrible anonymous comments coming? I mean, there's been a couple of sites like uh, uh, Terry Television and a couple of other ones which have had to have been shut down. Because mm. bec- just because of the uh, because of the bitterness, why is it? Why do you think there's so much bitterness? I mean, we're the three of us are bitter. The box cutters are bitter, but we're bitter at everybody. So that so that kind of works. But <laughs> but true. there's a real kind of you know we we don't have any biases towards any channel. But there's a real bias in the in the in the in the world of the World Wide Web. Um, well, the internet, and I guess it's. No matter what subject or message board or forum you know you're, you're you're hosting, allows people to be anonymous and do hit and run and say things that you wouldn't say face to face. But do you think TV attracts more yes, of that for some reason? I do, because um, people are passionate about the television. Mm. Um, and in in running the blog, this is the one area that I that grieves or, or aggrieves me is mm. is that I become some sort of forum moderator. Yep. which is not what I set out to, to, to be. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, you know, and ind- indeed we have message boards. We have other sites, yep. um, Media Spy and eBroadcast and um, TV Oz and, you know, a number of them where 
you can sign up as a member and you can say what you want and off you go. So you need to obviously register with those sites. Mm. With with my blog, I, I didn't ask people to register so they could write anonymously or they could write another under any pseudonym they, they felt like. Yep. And it just got to the point where people were starting to attack each other. Yep. They were starting to attack me. And I don't mind people criticising me. And, and indeed, if you see the blog, you will see that there are people who disagree with me and I still post it. That's fine. Where they defend their position and where they're respective you know, of it. Yep. But people, that they're 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 profane, they're defamatory, they they just they just go for it. And I just got to the point where I I felt like I was playing some sort of moderator and, and a blog is really about an opinion and then people's opportunity to comment on that opinion. Yep. And so I just thought, okay, enough's enough. <laughs> and, you know, people can still write under a pseudonym, but at least we have some sort of basis for yep. who they might be or see some sort of through line on what their comments are. And and, and I'm not even sure I'm happy with that yet, but right. at the moment, you know, that's at least the minimum. Have your comments dropped off? They have. Yeah, because yeah, it, it makes it a lot harder. It, well, yeah, but I think if they're interested in expressing an opinion, it doesn't take long to yep. register either uh, some sort of ID. And as, as I've said, if it was a, a message board, you'd still have to register through an email as well, yep. which is even more... Um, uh, Cumbersome, yeah, yeah. Uh, but but also gives you you have to present more identity in registering through an email. I don't, you know, they don't actually register through me to comment on my blog. It's all done through Blogger, right? For now, mm-hmm. and also, and it's it's strange that people arc up so much because you don't really well, post been, that much opinion on on your site. It's, it's a balance. It's, it's a balance. It's, there's, the, you know, I find that it's it's mostly seems to be news and uh, yeah, mm. yeah. Uh, but if you look strange. at a site like Media Spy that you were talking about yep. before, like this, it's particularly the seven versus nine thing. I know. You know, people registered with names. You know, seven rules, yep. nine sucks, yep. nine rule, yep. whatever. It's and it's, you know, they just automatically anything seven does. Well, that's going to fail because they suck. You just wonder where this <laughs> where this passion comes from. Like, why are these people so? You know, I understand a passion for TV, which you know, obviously, all of us have, but. Mm. Yeah. Of, of one network over, over it's the other. It's like the old Ford Holden thing. It, it is, it is kind of, yeah. yeah. Why yeah. would you bother wasting your time? Well, it, it, yeah. I, I worked with a guy last year who just wouldn't watch the ABC. Wouldn't watch it. Because it was full of uh, commie... No, no, no. Commie lesbos. <laughs> no, just, just wouldn't watch it. I, I think for, people... for, for no reason... Like, he'd, 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 he'd watch uh, SBS... Oh, no, he barely watched SBS, mostly for South Park. Mm. Uh, so what uh, about The Chaser? Well, this is the thing. Everyone else in the office was talking about The Chaser, and he's like, what is this? I don't know about it. And I was like, well, you wouldn't watch it. It's on the ABC. Loser. <laughs> yeah, I didn't add that. <laughs> but, but yes, I mean, that's uh, it's weird how people just do that. They'll, they'll go on to a series of channels and will just completely ignore one. I guess there are, you know, there are a lot of people who do identify with one channel more than another, A, because of the shows, and B, because of the way the network conducts themselves. Um, but the other, the other, one of the other reasons was I had people who would always say, oh, you know, oh, that comment's obviously written by someone who works at Channel 7 or yeah. it's written by yep. someone, publicists at 10. Now, I do deal with publicists regularly and my experience is they have so much work to do. <laughs> the last thing they have time to do is go to a message board and disagree with someone. It's yep. just like there's bigger things 
in life yep. than that, you know, yep. so. That's, they're crazy. People people are crazy, David. <laughs> I think that's, that's, that's what you're And they're twice from. as crazy when they get on the internet. Yep. <laughs> and, uh, and, and are passionate. I mean, that's, yeah, uh, that's, yeah. that's, that's, that's part of it. Now, do you have a list of, of uh, inside sources that you're getting fed information from? Fed and information. Can, and can mm. we have that list? <laughs> fed information. Um, if you've seen my site, you will see that I use a number of sources. I, you know, I look at all the dailies and what they're doing, and you know, let's face it, they have they have better journalistic contacts than I, a bigger black book than I do. Mm-hmm. So I will frequently um, quote them, and sometimes I will just put their news, or sometimes I will put their news with my opinion on it or disagree with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I deal with all the publicists at all the networks. Um, I have a couple of people at a couple of stations who do shuffle me news from time to time who will remain nameless. Um, but that And that's actually all come because of the blog. Um, yep. So, yeah. So. But you know who they are. Yeah, because they come through email. Yeah. Like if someone, if someone sends me... It could me just a, be Mr. Black at Gmail. <laughs> you've got no idea who it is. No, no, no. I see it's registered at a, at a network. So they... Yeah, so if they wanted to be really anonymous, they could just use a, a disposable yes, yeah, Gmail. Yeah, like if, like I, I will obviously I get uh, readers who send me emails as well, um, or I get people who send a comment which might l- lead me to a story. But if you know, because I thought about posting like a, a rumor section, but I thought, nah, that's asking for trouble. <laughs> yeah, that's asking for trouble. <laughs> just people to say you know anything. And with, Eddie's going back to Sydney. Or yeah. <laughs> with trolling the dailies and reading all the press releases, and it's fabulous, go, and going through the <laughs> going through the listings that are sent yes. every week. When do you get time to watch television? It's you know it's difficult. Um, I do. I will say that I watch previews more than I watch live to air, mm-hmm. which means I then start to miss out because I'm missing out on promotions. Right. It's great to watch a show in 44 minutes instead of. As you, as you would know, with anybody who downloads, um, <laughs> we, we wouldn't know anything. No, about no, that. Anyway, no, 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 no. no. Um, so uh, I, I try to, yeah, I get to the end of the week when I'm supposed to have written some reviews by, or you know, or deadlines, and think, oh God, I haven't, still haven't watched that show. You know, so um, what, what you need, sir, is a PVR. I do, and I don't have one. I, I'm not technically as equipped as I anywhere near as I should be. So what, what you need now is sponsorship. And, yeah, that's that's. Yeah, we'll be looking at that for two thousand. Well, when uh, when you get some, can you pass some our way. So so where does the uh, the uh, advanced scheduling come through? How did you get How did you get the networks to send you that information? And well, they, why did you get into it? They send that out um, to anyone who's doing, I guess, reviewing or covering. You know, because I was doing it in the press. I was, and I was indeed, I was getting all those guides, and. Um, you know, you'd open your TV week and it would only give you, I think, sort of the next 10 days worth and even less for the online guides. Yep. And I thought, well, I've got the next three weeks here. And I thought, why can't everybody else have them? <laughs> well, because Channel 9 will see if you're using no, their copyrighted no, no, I, information. I, no, I discussed it with them and um, they're all more than aware of, of what I do. Um, I absolutely adhere to any embargoes that I'm put on and... One network in particular puts an embargo every single week on on their guides, so I you know I observe that. But in the end, it gets it gets down because it gets down to I'm um, only rehosting what they have already released. If that makes sense, it's like 
I'm actually doing them favours by by letting the public know their show's on. That's well, the bottom line. Well, so was Ice TV, but still Channel 9. Fact. I know, yeah. There's, there's a was, difference. That yeah. was different because they were getting into the download area, I guess. Yeah. Um, and if you've seen my site, I don't, I don't do any information on torrents or any of that because I actually deal with the networks and I don't want to, mm. I guess, compromise that. Yeah. Um, but I have discussed the, the offering of the guides with all of them and they, they all know that I'm doing it. And yep. So far, it's, it's Ten's the only one that doesn't let me do it. And I discussed it with them. And it's really strange because their demographic, yeah. you would think, yeah. is it really works it matches up with yeah. yours. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But they said, no, I could redirect all my readers to their online guide. And I said, no, I have no interest in doing that. <laughs> you see, Josh, and you're going to continue to miss out. Josh tried to set up a similar thing for us with Channel 9 and they hissed at him and threw holy water at him. <laughs> they did. Uh, and they it's, did. Not, it's not the first time. No. <laughs> They're, uh, anyway... Let's let's not go into my, my personal feuds. <laughs> David Knox, you do it for us, and uh, and we love you for that. Uh, your website is tvtonight.com.au. Yep. Thank you so much for joining us on Box pleasure. And come back again. Okay. Hi, it's Pete Smith. They're not really naughty boys. They're just box cutters going about their business. Pete Smith, I think, is one of the few uh, Australian talents not featured in the new Channel 9 show, Underbelly. It's, it's really a who's who, isn't it, of uh, Australian Bert actors? Bert? 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 Uh, Bert's not in it, but... Uh, Stephen Curry? Possibly. Rose McManus? <laughs> Possibly. Oh, no, Rose, Rose on 10, so, you know, Channel 9. But, Humphrey uh, B. Bear? Yes. <laughs> Yes, uh, Humphrey B. Bear plays uh, plays a, a, just a, a small time hitman. <laughs> uh, Underbelly is, of course, about the uh, Australian, sorry, the, the Melbourne in particular, Melbourne underworld gang wars mm. uh, between 1995 and 2005, 2004, 2005, mm. uh, which saw a, a whole lot of bodies. 30, 30 people or something yeah. got killed. Mm. Uh, in that in that ten year period, uh, and based on the uh, on the book Lead Belly by Andrew Rule and John Sylvester, uh, it really just chronicles that ten year period going through. Uh, Ross and I have seen the first two episodes, mm-hmm. the the ones that are supposed to air on Wednesday night. Uh, is that supposed to be a double episode on Wednesday night? Yep, uh, Un- unless they're showing their first episode. Twice back to back, right? Which I, didn't, I don't think I didn't realise it was uh, it was uh, an yeah. hour long, two, uh, two hours, big two hour premiere, and uh, and you know it 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 looks great. They've they've put a lot of work into it. Uh, they've uh, they've cast it really well, mm. and I, I have to say it, it looks fantastic. Uh, of course, with me, there's there's always a but. So Ross, I want to hear what uh, what you had to. Say uh, yeah, it, it does. It looks it looks quite amazing. It looks better than any Australian production I can think of. Really, Be- better than Blue Murder, because uh, Blue Murder for me is the it, it is the very high watermark for for Australian TV production. I'm gonna say yeah. I'm gonna, in really? looks, in looks, I think it looks better. Better than Love My Way. Yes, much better than Love My Way. And it, and it, it not does, that Love it, My Way looks bad, but I, this has got a really distinctive look. Uh, a very, uh, a very almost over the top visual style mixed with uh, lots of uh, lots of loud pop songs but it, but they've done it in a way that isn't kind of jarring and overbearing they've done it in a way that I think really really works very well and uh, and it, it looks at 
you know, if you think of like Chopper, the the movie Chopper, there are elements of, of that that uh, that they've clearly brought into to this season as far as how it looks. Uh, the cast is is phenomenal. Mm, mm. I, I mean, I don't want to list them all because uh, there are. I was at the launch and they said there are two hundred and twenty. Uh, actors and some of them are, are just in there for for a couple of episodes. Vince Colosimo uh, is uh, is only in for for a couple of episodes, but he is is amazing when he's in. He's just a staggering performance. Uh, also, uh, one that I want to make mention of uh, is uh, Kellen Mulvey, who uh, was in he was Drazik in Heartbreak High. That right. was probably the uh, the biggest role he's had. He's done little bits and pieces. Other, other than that, he's uh, currently in Home and Away, and he's been in McLeod's Daughters and All Saints. Uh, he's just yeah, he's one of my favourite Australian actors. He's great. Who's he playing? He's playing uh, Mark Moran. Right. He's he's good. The, the guy who's playing Carl Williams mm. has that down perfectly, absolutely perfectly. And and this is one of the great things about this story. I think is is really the Carl Williams story. Uh, he's because Carl Williams to me has always seemed like a, a guy who uh, pretends to be more of an idiot than he is, and uh, and this is really coming out in in the storytelling in, in Underbelly, and I think the the storytelling as far as what they shot uh, from the first two episodes is really clear and uh, and and concise. There's uh, only exposition when when you need it, and uh, I found I found. My, my only criticism of it was I found the voiceover was, and that's, was a little unnecessary. That's what, that's what I'm getting to. That's why I said what what was shot. Yes. It seems like the voiceover was added on at the end. Mm. It, yes. it seems like they, they watched these episodes and went, that'll really work a lot better with a voiceover that can explain everything. Yeah. But I, I'm wondering if maybe there's a few bits that definitely need explaining down the line. And you can't just jump in with a voiceover at, say, episode five or six. So they've had to go back to make it uh, something from the start. Because, I mean, you can't just say... You can't just suddenly have in voice, you know, a, a character doing a voiceover to explain the plot just halfway through a series out of the blue. Yeah. That's... Or, or once or twice. It, so really it... Has to be, it really has to be part of the storytelling. So I'm wondering if maybe they needed it a bit further down the line and so they had to add it back in the earlier part and that's why it doesn't sound as good. It, it really it really sticks out, though. It does. It does. So it was a, a voiceover of one of the characters? It is. It's a, 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 secondi- a secondary character. So does that make it... Give it, give it the feeling that it's from their perspective, or like, no? That, because that the, could really change it's, the it's, way that you the show, read it. The show is not from their perspective, but uh, there is. It, it really is just a little bit of explanation, uh, a, a little bit of who's who and uh, and and what's going on. And they did the the thing that uh, that you think is a, a terrible cliche at the moment, Ross, where uh, they have the the freeze frame with the uh, the name of the, the character yep. and. Uh, and and that I think is you know let let the story tell itself. We'll work out who's who and what the hierarchy is. And uh, yeah. and again, that seemed a little bit tacked on. They're, they're talking about the Carlton crew, and, and the Carlton crew is is really the focus of the first few episodes. And uh, and there is a point in uh, the first episode where one of the characters go mm, the Carlton crew. So we've got that. We know yep. who they are. We yep. didn't need that explained earlier on. And uh, Again, I think with anything like this, it's it's how it's done that that is the that is kind of the acid test. And I think 
this is done really well and it suits its style. So I didn't mind it as much. That is something that I, you know, that I kind of always just hate seeing. And I didn't hate it so much in this because I think it does suit the flashy, over-the-top style that they've yes. got going for the whole series. Yeah, that that makes sense. Mm. Uh, the, uh, but, but I, I really do think if this doesn't get aired uh, as soon as possible... It's a shame for television in Australia. Oh, I, it is, I agree completely. It is a really good, really exciting series, mm. and uh, and you know I'll definitely keep watching it. Yep. Is it going to yep. be less exciting in six months' time or five uh, years' time, or is it just that you'll be frustrated having to wait? It's more the frustration of of having to wait, and uh, and I also don't think that uh, Channel Nine could ride the wave of uh, of excitement that that long. I don't, you know, I'll. I'll still be excited, but I've seen the first two episodes. Mm. Uh, it's going to be very hard to to build up the excitement for for the general public again. Mm. And it's, it's very really very... They'd, they'd have like the extra thing in their arsenal about the film they couldn't show you, the the series we couldn't show you because of judicial interference. Ex- <laughs> sounds really that- exciting, doesn't it? <laughs> except that- you'd obviously put it. I, I think away. They'd, they'd say the film they didn't want you to see. The film they tried to ban. <laughs> except that at the moment, people aren't settled into their uh, to their weekly viewing habits yet. Yeah, and uh, and this is really the week to to do that to to start establishing that, and mm. it, it would be a real shame. But it is a really good show. It, it's very addictive and very watchable. So yeah, I, I agree completely. I think it would be it would be an utter shame if if you know, if it wasn't screened, and I, uh, I went around to uh, judge Betty King's Betty King is it yep. King? I went around to her house and said, "Can I watch this with you?" And she said it wouldn't be appropriate. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I said, "But I've seen the first two episodes," and she and I said, "I like your 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 funny red glasses," but she still wouldn't let me no. watch them. So you had to get out of your pajamas, go back home. Mm. That's a shame. It is. That's Underbelly. It is supposed to air Wednesday night at 8.30pm on Channel 9. Cut! That's the worst coma acting I've ever seen! Is it my imagination or is TV getting worse? Ah, this show ain't no good. That was so terrible, I think you gave me cancer. Look out, (laughs) Smithers! I love this show. Now, as I mentioned earlier in the show, uh, last week I watched the Encore episode of The Chopping Block, which was at a later... At later time slots, they have all the swearing in. Apparently, that was important. Mm-hmm. As, as opposed to the, well, the, the as opposed the to the other ones, did swear a lot. As so, opposed to the other encore screenings, which weren't scheduled, which they were just shoving all over the schedule. Anyway. Oh, I didn't, I didn't know they did that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I the, did the, the official encore screening. No, no, no. When I was saying before that, if you turned on Channel Nine last week, and oh. chopping block or cricket was on. I wasn't joking. Right. It yeah. was really chopping block or cricket. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was getting to the end of the episodes, and they're saying that was the chopping block. Stay tuned for the chopping block. Well, so, the- so were they beeping out for the uh, the prime time? Yep, yep, yeah. Uh, and and the the aim it seems for the chopping block, as as we discussed with with David Knox, is to make the restaurateurs and staff cry mm. with the pressure of having to improve their business within twenty four hours. And this was really confirmed for me when the teaser for next week's episode aired, uh, which is now this week's episode. Uh, And it included several shots of next week's contestants in tears or on the verge of tears or really angry. But but hang on. But but one of those was an onion restaurant. (laughs) Was an onion? Oh, because of the crying. But what's that? Hang on. Review that. 
What? That's one of last week's contestants crying. Oh, no. Oh. They had cut together. Did they get sacked and then had to go to another <laughs> place? <laughs> it, was, it was a shot. It was a shot from the episode we had just seen <laughs> pretending to be one of next week's contestants crying. Uh, clever. We'll try to fill it up with as much crying as possible. <laughs> I uh, so, so my what I understand from that is that clearly not enough drama in episode two, mm. and they just had to resort to some of the drama from week one mm. and and just pretend. Well, maybe it's on the previously. <laughs> Maybe. So then it does fit into... Then it does fit into this week's it, episode. So that's that's my crap TV. Yeah. I, w- I was actually going to do a review of uh, of it this week, and I, I'd written it like a recipe. Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Take two scoops of my restaurant rules, mix with a chunk of Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares, add a sprinkling of past glories, stir repeatedly, garnish with Katrina Roundtree. Mm. That's, uh, that's, that's very grade five of you. <laughs> Speaking of Katrina, you'd think that uh, if she was doing a show about restaurants, she would know that they're called restaurateurs, not fucking restaurateurs. Um, I would have thought that she'd have more English language skills than that. Was that your question? No, 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 no. 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 On, a, on another note. Did, did uh, you watch it? Uh, the, well, the he's correcting his yes. speech. Mm. Yes. Uh, during one of the late night things, um, yeah. it was kind of, I was working and it was late was night it, and it just uh, came on. Was it up in a corner and of the screen during us? the mint? No. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> um, my crap TV is uh, Thursday night, Channel 7, uh, in after Lost. We saw uh, the return of American Dad. Which I'm. I agree. Which crap I'm a, TV. <laughs> Move on. Crap TV. I'm a fan of, though I do prefer Family Guy, which was on before Lost. It's a fantastic Lost sandwich with animation. Um, <laughs> we were coming through uh, the episode and, and into the climactic scene of American Dad, where uh, the dad was figure skating with um, with the alien little character. And uh, suddenly the audio faded down and we had Channel 7 voiceover guy talking about what was coming up on Channel 7 over the next couple of weeks. Couldn't you just read their lips? The voiceover guy or no, American the, Dad? The American Dad. Uh, no. So so was it like a credit? Yeah. Was it one yeah. that was supposed to be over the credits but yes. they just... Yep. Put it on so over the credits, there was there was nothing. Luckily, uh, it was just a voiceover and not one of those video freaking cross promotion things, uh, or else the entire picture would have gotten squeezed down and the entire episode would have been for naught. Can, mm. can I be a little bit honest here, Brad? As long as it's not just because you don't like American Dad. Well, I uh, <laughs> then I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Good, that's crap TV. American Dad is crap okay, TV. Question three. Which can I- All these going to be about war. No, I got loads of. I got one on tennis. One on the Suez Canal. Loads. Okay, question three. Which canal links the Mediterranean with the Red Sea? Last week's quiz question was: How many episodes of Rove were there on Channel Nine? The correct answer was twenty thirteen. No. The correct answer was 10. Some people wrote in 9. No, no. 10 was the number. Congratulations to Ian Nichols, who wins himself a nice crumpler bag. Well done, Ian. Well Well done. done. 
he uh, he correctly answered uh, along with uh, some other people, but the randomizer uh, picked his name out. Mm. And so we'll be in touch, Ian, and you can pick up your crumpler thingy. Uh, what's it? It's a bag. It's a courier bag. It's a courier bag. Yep. Uh, we'll be in touch, and you can pick that up. And I want to say thanks to Crumpler who uh, who give us the bags to give to you. There, nice. Hey, um, when I cast my pod, it's with the box cutters in mind. Box cutters, pod, cast, done. Pork is on the table. <laughs> SBS are going to be showing uh, Top Gear from uh, from Series 1. Like, the series... The version of Top Gear that we currently know... Yes. They're going to be showing... SBS are going to be showing that from the very beginning. Like from 1992 or whatever? No, no, no. From 2002. So It was going before 2002? Yes, but not in the version that we currently know. Okay. So, when Jeremy Clarkson came back to the show... In 2002, and had with him the the little one and the hairy one and the Stig. It became the show that we now know as Top Gear. Mm. SBS are going to be showing those episodes, so we're going to be able to see. So not only can we see uh, cars from last year on SBS, uh, we'll also be able to see the cars of six years ago. So they they're doing that additionally. Yes. And and not only can we see the cars of last year and of six years ago, but soon we'll be able to see the uh, two models of cars that Australia produces with about six presenters uh, from the local pool. That's that's going to be exciting. So that's uh, that's going to be on SBS starting Saturday, February twenty third at seven thirty p.m. Oh, so so because at the moment they're doing they're doing this double first run thing with Top Gear and with Miss, MythBusters. MythBusters has gone to Saturday seven thirty. Um, and uh, they've broken that little pattern that they had. So uh, if you if you if you are a MythBusters fan but uh, haven't been seeing it on Monday nights, that's because it's on Saturday nights. You know, I don't care. SBS dead to me. <laughs> I don't really like Top Gear. Really, it's beautiful to look at. Hey, and uh, MythBusters is fun. Have you guys seen those uh, Vega ads? This is for uh, those of you who aren't in Melbourne. This is for Vega Melbourne, like with no. the faint, fake Bono. Bono? Yeah, they've yeah. got Bono on, and Bono, you know, Bono says hi. Clearly this not is, Bono. Yeah, clearly not Bono, and he says hi. This is Bono, and I'm with uh, uh, Dicko, obviously from uh, Idol. For those of you who don't know, Dave O'Neill, Dave O'Neill, and Chrissy Swan, who's the uh, who's the other presenter, and Dicko says, "Wait a minute, you're not Bono," and the person playing Bono says, "Well, you're not the world's greatest breakfast show." Not a great ad. Passable enough for an FM morning crew ad. Yep. Then I saw another one with Pink. And Pink's on saying, hi, this is Pink. You're with Dave, Chrissy and Dicko on the World's Greatest Breakfast Show. And Dicko says, wait a minute, you're not Pink. And the person playing Pink says, you're not the World's Greatest Breakfast Show. Then I saw one with Ozzy Osbourne, supposedly. Exactly the same ad again. They must be saving their jokes for on air. They just thought, <laughs> we're just going to write one joke. That's fine. Having three versions of the same ad might be okay if you don't play them in the same ad bracket. <laughs> oh, oh, really? No. It's just... It's, oh, but just the ads are also dumb. saying that it's not the world's greatest breakfast show. What, what that's, that's, advertising actually says that this product's not the best? That's the joke. Yeah. It's, it's not a good well, joke. Well, it's a joke because it's funny because it is the best breakfast show. It's not a good joke. 
That's, it's just not a good joke. It's no. just it's just a bad joke, and they've done it multiple times. I've had I've had the podcast of the, of the breakfast show though. Oh really? That's all right. Okay. It's well, all right. Like I said, you wouldn't I, listen live. Like I said, it. oh yeah, no, I won't listen to to any commercial radio live. It's it's horrendous. Too many ads. But uh, but but you know, they're they're a pretty good breakfast team. It's pretty funny. Like I said. They're saving all their jokes for an air. Yeah, they, they must be. All their material for an air. Now, we have to talk about... Yeah, enough of that. We have to talk about The Apprentice. The Apprentice. The Celebrity Apprentice uh, yes. is on in the US at the moment. Uh, Ross and I have talked about it. We don't think it's ever going to air in Australia, so we're going to talk about it now. Because mm-hmm. it's it's contractually obligated to Foxtel, or yeah. Foxtel have the rights. Foxtel have the rights. And they, if, if they're not screening it now, they probably won't. They, they haven't really screened any Apprentice before this, and... Uh, I don't think they, they're going to. Okay, it's been getting better and better. It started off okay. It started it's off been getting okay. better and better. The, the Gene Simmons one I talked about a few weeks ago was very, very funny. It's a, it's a Kodak world. We just live Welcome. in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know who Vincent Pastore is? Vinny Pastore. He was Big Pussy. Oh, yeah. Yep, yeah. Big Pussy from the Sopranos. He's one of the uh, celebrity apprentice. Mm-hmm. Apprentices. He... Uh, he is off in his own world. He really is. And he, 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 for some reason, still thinks he's part of The Sopranos. It was... This was a double episode of The Apprentice. Uh-huh. A, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, there, uh, so there are two teams, again, like regular Apprentice, men versus women. Uh, the men uh, in this season are kicking the women's asses. And, uh, and they're put into offices next door to each other to, to plan their next campaign. And uh, and the the English guy, his name I don't know. Piers. Piers. He's he's he's, he's the nasty judge from something. Uh, he says, uh, "Oh, they were spying on us." Which which they weren't. He he, no. he decides that the girls were spying on him, which they weren't. Yeah. So he sends so he sends Big Pussy out of the room to make sure that they don't spy on him. That they don't spy anymore. Turned out he was bugged. I don't know. He, <laughs> well, no, he said close. He said, close. "I want you to go out and spy." I want you to go out and spy on, on No, no, them. no. First he said, go out and make sure they don't spy on us. And then they said, uh, and then Pussy said, are you a good actor? And he yes. said, yes, I'm a good actor. And so they pretended to have a fight and pretended that he got kicked out. And then he, and yeah. Then he asked the girls, then he asked the girls if he could join their team and said that he was going to, that came back to the guys and said he was, oh, I'm going to be a rat. <laughs> I'm going to spy on the girls' team. Now, now here's, here's the thing about Pussy in Season 2 of Sopranos uh, was approached by the FBI to be a rat and ends up in this whole fantasy that he is going to actually become part of the FBI, that they will give him a job in the FBI in The Apprentice, <laughs> Vinnie Pastore goes to the women's team and uh, and then has this whole fantasy that he is going to join the women's team. <laughs> and and that he did all their campaign and it was all his idea. Yeah. And uh, and then and then So like he, they went through the entire episode <laughs> with him. Most of the most of it. With- and then and then Piers, who's just basically trying to stir trouble outs him to the girls, gives them all their slogans and says, oh, Vinny's actually a rat. <laughs> they, they confront him and say what's going on. 
He it, does no end of double talking. It's, oh, well, I'm a rat, but I'm working for you. I'm working, I came up with all those ideas. I'm here. I'm working for you. Then it started to get strange. <laughs> <laughs> he was worried he was going to get whacked. Yes. <laughs> He talks. He talks about. He, he was talking to Piers, and Piers said to him, "With respect, you're not Don Corleone." It's, and he you said, don't know that. You don't know you that. You don't know that. I might be Don Corleone, not a mob head. Actually, Don Corleone. <laughs> he ended up being ostracised from both teams. It was very strange. It was very, very funny though. And it then you've got Piers, also Piers, who doesn't know. <laughs> Piers, who's kind of just staring shit, and uh, Baldwin. Which uh, come oh, uh, Stephen Stephen Baldwin, who's just cackling the whole time, asking people if they've <laughs> accepted God into their lives. Yeah, it's <laughs> Stephen for Baldwin real? for real. Yeah, Stephen Baldwin run, runs his own ministry now, and uh, and yeah, he is oh. he's constantly just uh, you know s- someone will say something, and he will amen, and uh, <laughs> and, and, and he'll. He'll talk about, uh, but he was know, going. With, I'll, I'll he, really, I'll really have you on your team when you accept Jesus. And <laughs> he was going along with peers for most of it, and then saying to the camera, "I renounce all of this. <laughs> I have nothing to do with this." And then he'd go and pick on the girls about knowing their slogan, and then say, "This has nothing to do with me. I've accepted God into my life." And there was that great moment where Piers, where he said to Piers, "Have you accepted God into your life?" And he said, "Well, I've been a Christian, my I've been a Catholic my whole life. <laughs> so yes, I think I have accepted God into my life, and I think it's from probably a better place than somebody who's had a whole lot of debaucherous experiences <laughs> and then accepted God into their life." <laughs> and the, the great thing about Celebrity Apprentice is that it makes Omarosa look like the normal one. <laughs> And then, as if to finish the episode, it was fantastic. The uh, obviously the presenters were in on it because you're watching this, thinking, "My God, these people are all insane." And then, obviously, the editors and the producers are thinking the same thing. And to finish it off, uh, when Pussy got told you're fired and had to leave, they played the same track that "Don't Stop" from, from- uh, that they played on the end of Sopranos. <laughs> and they had him walking out into the street and they showed the people, you know, the, the strangers standing around like he was going to get whacked. <laughs> and then suddenly it just went to cut out and went to black. Went to black for it about was just five beautiful. seconds. It was just, it was fantastic. It was, so, so Celebrity Apprentice, I can highly recommend it. I mean, we, we've just Nut, spoiled the, the worst, worst episode for you, but it, it is fantastic. Really, mm. really enjoyable yep. to watch. Yep. And that oh, I just I just had a quick book. I just had a quick question for you too, Josh, before we finish. I was over at your house the other day and I looked at some of your DVDs and I noticed you have an awful lot of sci fi in your DVD collection for somebody who hates sci fi. Yes, yes I do. I've got a lot of uh, lot of Buffy, Angel, Firefly, uh not just 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 sweet and stuff, but uh It's been forced on him, that's why you detest it. Uh yeah, I, I do have a lot um, of sci fi for of, somebody uh, who hates it. Yeah, I, uh, I I don't. Okay. I don't hate sci-fi. I I like it. Wait, didn't you say that you did hate sci-fi? No, no, that's me. Oh. Yeah. It was, Who? It, Wait, you said that Josh hates sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> what? The, uh, the, the Josh is, said that you hate sci-fi. Who hates sci-fi? I I I'm, I don't hate it. I'm just not particularly partial to it. I think sci-fi done well mm. is uh is really good. You're not answering the question. I did answer the question. Do you hate it? No. Okay. Why would he have all this sci-fi if he hated it? Do you it? like it? <laughs> if Good it's stuff. done well. If it's like anything, if it's done well, 
I like it. And and your housemate actually said to me, he likes really geeky sci-fi. Yeah, I do. I, I like all the... And then we had, a, we had a conversation about how how much I loved the sonic screwdriver as, yeah, yeah. as yeah. a concept. And, and I, on, this, on this show, we've had a conversation about how angry I was that they brought the sonic screwdriver back to Doctor Who. A guy who doesn't like sci-fi doesn't even have it, that, con- that conversation. And so obviously from last week's discussion, uh, if it's sci-fi that you've got to suspend your disbelief, then you can't be having it because <laughs> Sarah Connor. <laughs> hold on, and, hold on. And John Connor. John may, Connor being a kid and wanting to go out and play with the other kids. May, may, just, I, may I, Josh? Please, Ross. As you should have learned from last week's show, Brett, he doesn't like Terminator. Colin. <laughs> Sarah Connor Chronicles. <laughs> That's it. That's it. That's it. And a kid. <laughs> no, look, I want to finish the show like everybody else, but on this point, a kid who wants to go and play outside but can't play outside because there there is danger outside has absolutely nothing to do with sci-fi. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a point. Oh, no, no, wait a minute. That happens in both Sarah Connor, Sarah Connor and... In uh, Heroes Must have something to do with sci-fi It also happens in 24 (laughs) (laughs) Sci-fi Which day are you up to? Day 18? No, day 18 is all (laughs) sci-fi Hey, uh, over the week Roy Scheider passed away Um, Wasn't that that, that was uh, this morning our time? There you go Yeah Um, What uh, TV has he been in? Uh, Jaws on TV. They showed Blue Thunder on TV when I was little. <laughs> and uh, rumours abound about uh, Gretel Colleen coming back with The Weakest Link. Yes, but uh, that's just... Which I think is a bit of a self-fulfilling uh, title with Gretel Colleen. Uh, leave her alone. <laughs> She's terrible. <laughs> She's fantastic. And that... She's terrible. Gretel, we'd love to have you on the show uh, any time. Well, yeah. Only co- only so I could tell her how terrible she is to her face. We'll get Cropley out of the room. I'll do the panel. It'll be fine. Come on, if you think you're hard enough, Griddle. And that brings us to the end of Box Cutters episode 119. I want to say thanks very much to David Knox. You can catch his blog at tvtonight.com.au. And do. It's, do it's really it. good. It's a great, we, it's a great, uh, it's a great website. It's we we use it as a day-to-day resource. Yeah, it's got lots of information on there. I also want to say thanks to Crumpler, our giveaway sponsors. They make bags and things for your iPod and things for your phone and things for your picnic basket. Mm-hmm. Or pretty much a picnic basket. Uh, lots of things that you can put other things in. That's Crumpler and they're excellent. They're our giveaway sponsors. You can find them at crumpler.com.au. And also 3RRR, the greatest radio station in the world. Known to man. Say. Beyond the world. In the universe. They are found at rr.org.au and we use their studios for recording our podcast each and every week. I also want to say, if you enjoy listening to Box Cutters, go onto iTunes and write a review on the Box Cutters uh, shop page. Uh, that may help us uh, and it will definitely help other people who are looking for a good podcast. And put your friends onto us. Until next week, my name is Josh Canal. Ross McQueen. I continue to be Brett Cropley. Thanks for listening to Box Cutters. Catch us again next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. And hey, let's be careful out there.